episode 132, Megan Nail. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Take up the science you asked and we granted your wishes. We found one of the best in the business on total reward strategies and she's here today. No matter what size organization or type of industry, you can have a unique and meaning-filled rewards package to attract great talent and fulfill your team members. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing and with the changes of the world, it's created new opportunities for inclusions and Megan Nail is here to share with us today some trends and some in a great outline or structure for us to follow in our own planning. Megan, welcome to Gut Plus Science. I want to kick off by having you define total rewards. Can we do that first? When I think about total rewards, my definition is really all of those elements that really reward and motivate us as part of our employment experience. So when we think about that, I think most of us think about compensation and benefits, but I even like to think more broadly than that and think about things like remote work and our work schedule and learning and development and my career development, the impact that we're having on community. So I think about it very broadly as all of those different elements that are driving employees and in turn driving our organizations. I'm so curious to know, you know, with just like the shift in the way that we work now and just all the things that COVID's done for us, are there certain benefits that you're seeing now as trends that are being added in almost to all of the different strategies that you're doing? Yes, for sure. Because there's really, there's been a lot that has changed over the past couple of years. Some of the trends that we're seeing are things probably not too surprising, like any type of family support benefit. And when I talk about that, I think about that really broadly. It could be things like caring for elders, um, caring for children, of course, is huge. Any family benefits around um, how you can plan and start a family, no matter what your situation is. I'm looking at things around mental health. I think if there's one key area that has really come to light over um, the pandemic and over everything we've been through together uh, collectively over the past couple of years. It's really that importance of mental health and how we can support our employees and support their families too in giving them good benefits around that. And then I think too, another piece is just that flexibility as kind of part of all of that. So thinking about, again, how we support people how we support them and their families, whatever that means to them, and give them the flexibility to balance all of that. So good. I know we're probably going to dig into a, a lot of that. I was just so curious as, you know, there's so many changes happening right now. And I would say that many workplaces are challenged by what's going on with attracting talent and engaging them and developing them. But it's also a great opportunity time. And I'd love for you to talk about why this area of total rewards is such a, you know, an opportunistic time for organizations right now. I really think employees are stepping back and reassessing what they are looking for out of their employment experience. And I think a lot of that is why we're seeing the great resignation or the great rethink or whatever you want to call it, as people are really thinking about what is most important to me 
And it's pretty likely that maybe what is most important to them right now is different than what it was a few years ago. And that creates a lot of opportunity for employers to have that dialogue and that conversation with their employees to meet them where they're at and make sure that the rewards and the benefits and the programs that we're providing are actually adding value to their employees' lives. Because I feel like when we bring all of that together, is where we really get the power and the value out of a total rewards package. Absolutely. And I know this is your niche area. You're you're a specialist in this area and you see organizations every day that are doing this really well. What makes them stand out from the others? It's kind of tricky, Nikki, because I feel like a lot have a perception that I have to be a really large organization to really do this well. And that's, I would say, not true. There are large organizations, there are small organizations, and one in between that do it well. And what I think about is they recognize the diverse needs of their employees. So really understanding if you're a large organization, it might be the different types of populations that you have of employees and what they need. And if you're a small organization, you have that advantage of being able to have that one-on-one conversation with them. So I can give you some examples maybe of where I've seen those done well. We'll start with a smaller organization They were a mission-driven organization, a nonprofit organization, and a big part of what their total rewards proposition was, was around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that was something that was really important to them. And so they instituted some benefits to really help some of their employees with things like babysitting benefits. If they had to come to an after-work activity as part of their job, they gave a babysitting allowance, an expense allowance to help support those employees that maybe needed that in that way. They really had expanded parental leave benefits and different things to really understand what their employees were looking for and to try to meet that. And although those benefits and those rewards may have not cost a lot financially, they really made a difference and were appreciated. At the same time, with larger organizations, they often have groups of employees that may have different needs. So I'm thinking about a larger organization that has a big field population, people who are out traveling, uh, working in the field, laborers, and they really were looking at their mental health resources and thinking about how can we provide telecounseling? How can we provide text therapy to meet these folks where they're at when they're out on a job and they need those resources? Um, So just thinking about your different populations in different ways and trying to create rewards packages that make sense to them. I think is a way that organizations are doing this well. And Megan, you have a blueprint called Total Reward Halo, and I think it could really help us get a visual and organize our thoughts on this topic of total reward. So I'm going to let you share more. So that model, I think, is helpful just as we think about all of these different areas. So as I said, you know, total rewards can be really broad when you start thinking about it, but we have to have a way to organize it. So when I think about our total rewards halo, just picture a circle and kind of a ring around the outside are all of those factors, external and internal, that are really influencing what our choices are around total rewards. So we know the labor market's crazy right now. Compensation rates are rising. We have new regulations um, all the time that we have to deal with. And then, of course, organizations, you have your mission, your vision, your strategy, that are all playing a part. 
And then around the middle, you've got those different areas that we've been touching on, compensation, benefits, well-being, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, learning and development, work environment. And the key to that is those different areas are different for each organization as an employer and each employee. So that's kind of the art and science of this, is really thinking about what the right mix is and then how we can bring that all home with communication. Because if we don't communicate well what these rewards are and what the value is of working at our company, um, we can really be missing out and our employees might not realize all the different pieces they have available to them. I would love for you to talk about how you get a pulse for the needs of the organization. You know, you said that whether it's small or large, all organizations can have a total reward strategy and really great benefits in place. How do you, or what are some like key best practices on really getting an understanding of what's needed for that organization? I think there's a couple of different things. I kind of come at it from two different standpoints. First, it's helpful to have some data. It's helpful to have some information. So when you're looking at those really technical areas like compensation and benefits, it's a great idea to have some market data just so you know where you stand and can have a roadmap to where you want to go. But then it's really important to have that qualitative piece as well and to think about what you want to focus on in your organization. So how we really get at that is by not only speaking to the leadership team, but again, understanding what the employees are looking for and trying to really bring those three elements together of the leadership feedback and direction, as well as what the employee feedback and desires are, along with data to support it all. The reality of it is we can only do so much at any one time from both a time and a financial resource. So we have to create a roadmap and think about where we're going in the future and how we're going to prioritize that to make the biggest impact to our people. And I'd love to dig in really quick on the topic of communication as a best practice. And I thought, Let's think of one component of the total reward strategy, and you talked about mental health being really important. So let's just call it EAP, Employee Assistance Program, or like coaching for employees, okay? I'm curious on examples of how you've seen that kind of a benefit done well from a communication standpoint, and therefore employees were leveraging it, versus the opposite. Because communication wasn't great, here's why the outcome wasn't great. Communication is so important. I'm actually a, a communication major at heart, so it's something that's always been important to me personally. And I think the biggest piece is we have to weave the communication into our everyday lives. So there was a day when benefits, whether it was the EAP or anything else, were really mainly a one-time-a-year event. You went to a benefits open enrollment meeting. That's where you learned about everything. You did your enrollment. You moved on, and you thought about it a year later, unless you had some kind of life event in the middle. Where I see it done really well and where we see benefit utilization increasing is really when it becomes, again, a regular part of life. So when you're getting text messages reminding you of those benefits, when your manager is bringing up in your one-on-one, if you're um, maybe having challenges or opportunities in an area that the EAP is a resource, When it's in your regular department meetings that you're having every week or every month, and it's just, again, becoming part of our regular dialogue and discourse is so much more effective than a standalone meeting that has 
a ton of information crammed into it. So I think it's the right place, right time, and also being consistently communicated throughout the year. Really good point. It just made me think of a story that I don't know how many of our listeners might know this, but my career in this realm of organizational development or people strategy stuff started in the EAP world when I got out of college. I had a mental health degree and that's how I kind of got into all of this and started to learn of the wonderful world world of all the things to support employees in the workplace. And so that's been many years. And then I was talking with a leader that we do some business with recently inside of a large health system. And he shared, I didn't even think of this to tie into this episode today until you were talking. He said, you know, we have seen a huge spike in our wellness coaching services, very similar to EAP. And he said, it was incredible to see that when we had one leader who decided to just share their journey, they just wanted to practice vulnerability and they wanted to share their story with all employees. And from a 35,000 employee landscape you know, type of a communication strategy, it was sent out on like a mobile app that this executive shared about their challenges with mental health and what they'd done to overcome them was basically giving a shout out to the service. It was like an EAP type service. And the spike in utilization over the next quarter because of one leader that shared the impact, like they basically said, I've been having problems just dealing with certain things. And it was amazing to be able to use these resources and share that testimony and this amazing spike. And so I think, you know, when we talk about communication, it's some sometimes like, how do we insert our own stories of how we're leveraging these things and reiterate, because there still is... I guess, a stigma sometimes around mental health as much as like you and I work in this space. And we have much past overcome those kinds of things, I I think. But there's still a lot of times out there where just stories of others and how they use those services can be so powerful. I think that's a great story because at the end of the day, people just want to feel a connection. And I think whether it's, you know, a certain element of total rewards, whether it's an EAP, it's how we communicate that in that connection from one person to the other. So your story of that CEO sending it out, that's creating a connection with their employees and then a connection with the benefits. And I think about, you know, just a personal story for me, you know, way back years ago, When my kids were younger and I was navigating being a new mom, having that connection with my manager to say, I need a flex schedule because this is what's going on in my life and this is what I need. And having that more personal interaction around the benefit really makes a big difference and really shows the value to the employee. Talk about best practices to integrate components of the total strategy versus maybe having silos. And this, I think you talked about kind of some of the opportunities and challenges in this space. I think this is one of the areas that really can be a challenge, but also a huge opportunity. So just thinking about, we have to go off and do a bunch of detailed work in each of these silos, right? You're going to have a benefits team that's really focused on your health plan and all of the ins and outs that need to happen. Same with compensation or any of these kind of complex areas, But part of it is to measure the success, really getting down to how are you attracting and retaining your employees and how are all of those pieces of the puzzle working together? And I feel like sometimes when we go and we do our detailed work, we can kind of lose sight of the big picture. And I know I've been guilty of that when I've worked in organizations being compensation, for example, and colleagues and benefits, 
you know, if your benefits rates increase and your compensation budgets decrease, your employees are left feeling like they took a pay cut. So just thinking about how all of these things are coming together and ultimately, I think your true measure of success is are you able to retain and attract the people that you need to make your business run? I was actually, that was the next question that I wanted to ask you was around how to measure success across the board of your total reward strategy. How do you do that? I think it's a couple of different things. I definitely think, I mean, the market will tell you. So if you're recruiting and you you definitely need that real-time feedback from your team that's actually out recruiting for these positions, the feedback that they're hearing from candidates on it. And then of course the feedback from your own employees and kind of where you're seeing those different groups and what they're looking for. And again, beyond just compensation, really looking at what those underlying trends are that are happening within different groups of people and what you might be able to dig in and provide to make that a richer package that retains them. Um, For example, there's a lot, as we think about emerging areas within total rewards, it's not a new area, but at the executive level, we're seeing a lot of long-term incentive plans, retention plans being put in place where executives really have that compensation opportunity more on a long-term basis to incent them in that way. So again, you want to have commonality in your benefits, but in your total rewards package, but also thinking about it to meet the unique needs of your employees is important. So I love systems and I love how you gave us that visual of the, the circle and then the different categories that all come together under the halo blueprint. I'm curious of anything else you think we should dive into to go a little deeper on the halo. I think the biggest part on that, when you think about all the different pieces of your total rewards package, knowing that they are going to be, if you think of each area of it as a different piece of a pie, you have to realize that each of those pieces of the pie are going to be different for each person. So imagine that each person has their pie divided up in a different way. And that's how I think about it, is really trying to make it personal. And then part of that you can achieve through giving employees choices, right? Giving them choices on how they would customize their own package and thinking about it in that way. So building choice into your total rewards picture is huge. And then again, communicating all of those things that are available. So to go back to that pie metaphor, they may only be eating out of half the pie because those are the areas that they're um, most interested in, but making sure they know that that other half is there um, as their needs change. Earlier, I was so excited as you were kind of doing your opening and sharing how you define total rewards. I was just curious to know some of these things that are just new and coming up that are really helping employers stand out to attract talent. I mean, and also to engage talent. And you spoke of a few like family benefits and mental health being a priority in almost all of them and flexibility. I'd love for you to dive into any anything else like popular trend-wise or just creative components to strategy for total rewards. There's a lot of talk around, and I think part of this goes to mental health and burnout for sure, but alternative work schedules beyond working from home, beyond thinking about 
four-day work weeks or things of that nature. It's finding ways to allow people to unplug. We're in a 24-7 environment, getting emails, text messages, Slack messages, whatever, whatever it is for your company, and really thinking about ways for your whole organization to unplug has become a very popular benefit. So I'll give you a couple of real examples. Um, instead of adding more PTO time where people feel they can't take it because of their workload, adding more holidays where everyone is off at once and you're not getting messages from you know colleagues during that time or doing more shutdown weeks over 4th of July or you know the winter holidays to to recognize that. So I think that's one emerging area rethinking how we support our employees so that they're not experiencing so much burnout in the 24/7 environment we're in. And then also in addition to kind of those family supports, mental health and those types of benefits, but really trying to rethink compensation and being really creative around that. So I mentioned some of those more long-term plans, really just thinking about how do we thoughtfully structure a compensation program that hits on the needs of our employees and motivates them and gives them true financial opportunity to build wealth, uh, maybe beyond their current situation. So we're seeing lots of creative things in the compensation world and bonus programs and things like that as well. Megan, you've shared so much great info and listeners, this topic is so important right now. If you have not visited, you know, your total reward strategy and really rethinking how to bring something to life in your organization that makes a better impact, um, we're going to link Megan's info in the show notes. And I'm sure that she'd love to share more with you about the Halo system, um, which is really awesome. We're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsor message today, and then we'll come back to our lightning round where we'll get to learn a little bit more about Megan. We'll be right back. Gut Plus Science has just joined the People Forward Network. Gut Plus Science has been on a journey for three and a half years, and we got inspired to create a global podcast network that captures the most incredible efforts of people-first leaders and humans working on a meaningful mission. We believe that the workplace is the largest mission field for change, and the People Forward Network is the largest community of humans on a shared journey to live life full of meaning. We'd love for you to join the People Forward Network. There are all kinds of new shows and existing shows coming together under one umbrella to bring you the best content as a community on a mission. Can't wait for you to join us. See the link to peopleforwardnetwork.com in the show notes. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with Megan Nail. It's been a great conversation today about total rewards, and we're going to shift the talk to just learning about Megan and all of some of your favorite things and maybe things that we'd want to pick up and try to adopt as uh, listeners. So Megan, do you have a favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read? Yeah, I'm going to go with the recent read category. I love reading, so I don't know if I could pick all time. But I would say I recently read The Silent Patient, a fiction book. It's kind of a psychological thriller. I love a good page turner, so I would highly recommend it. And then how about a favorite hobby when you're not working? Definitely say trip planning. If I do not have my next trip planned, I am not a happy person. So that is my happy zone. I plan way out in advance. I love to travel, um, whether it's with my family, with my husband, all different types of places. But I can definitely get lost in TripAdvisor for big chunks of time if I'm not careful. What is the most exciting destination that you have planned right now? 
So um, I always look forward. I've got two boys. They're um, soon to be 12 and 15. So I look forward to our summer vacations and we try to be really, really active, do parks and hiking. So we are going to Lake Tahoe this summer. They love doing kind of those summertime mountain activities, good hiking, kayaking, all of that good stuff. So that's what I'm, I would say, most looking forward to at this point. And then where is your favorite vacation spot? One of them, I would have to say, would be also a national park. We went out to Olympic National Park in Washington State, kind of on the peninsula. Imagine huge trees, tropical rainforest. Um, It was just really, really a great place to hike. Very serene, lots of lakes, um, really cool beaches, kind of that northern Pacific beach area. So I would have to rank that up there as one of my favorite spots. Great place to disconnect. And then Megan, how can our listeners connect with you after the show? I do have a website, megannail.com. So you can check that out and connect with me. Um, Also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, all of the socials. So I would love to connect with you. Megan, thank you for taking the total rewards topic and making it so colorful and inclusive for all. And I really feel this episode can't not propel us to look at our current offerings and how we can enrich them. So good. So much to it. Um, Here's my truth you can act on from our conversation today. Number one, a total reward strategy is unique for every organization. It involves us really getting to know employee needs and thoughtfully crafting the components that we include. Number two, consider some of the top priority benefits right now, like mental health support, wellness services, flexible work schedules, and family support offerings. And number three, leverage quantitative market research and qualitative data to inform your total reward strategy. Gosh, so many things. I had to narrow it down to three. Um, Thank you again, Megan, and we'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.